0: Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, people of Earth, planet Earth, this is the John Peckman Podcast, coming to you from Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut, USA. Come over the bridge, start looking left, you will see the store. And we are here today with special guest, Mr. Dave Stoltz, David, Dave, David. Whatever. Whatever.
1: I still don't know. Yeah, yeah. All
0: right. Dave Stoltz, great bass player. Great bass player. I've played with many times. Been around, been up, down, over, around. Great bass player. One of the one of the best the best dudes around. Uh, also a teacher. Right? Been teaching a long time. Yes. And I don't know. I guess maybe most notably playing with J Mo's jazz band recently, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. J Mo from the legendary Allman Brothers band. Dave Stoltz. Here he is, boys and girls evening yes yes sir so how's it going good glad how, to be here with how, you yeah man how'd you like the uh the biblical r- uh rainstorm we had before
1: i was teaching in a room with no windows oh uh, so, you didn't uh, even
0: know oh you should have seen it bro
1: i heard the thunder
0: yeah yeah it's pretty wild yeah yeah <laughs> it's crazy it how, was a biblical proportions a little biblical what'd you do over the fourth tell us about
1: your fourth of july oh uh, let me think I uh, I did pretty pretty well, close to nothing. Oh, good. I, I stayed in. I didn't go out. Perfect. Uh, was wonderful. Did your patriotic duty? I did. Yeah. I, I it was my way of participating. Perfect. Yeah. But uh, sounds great. You know, hey, I felt felt good.
0: Hey, man. Whatever. We're here. Yep. Like I always say, we're here. We're dressed. We're good. It's all good. It's all good. Indeed. So tell Indeed. us about yourself. You are a bass player. True. Yeah. So go take us to the beginning, I suppose, and then we'll, we'll work our way up. Uh, I don't know, this is going to be interesting because I don't know a lot of the answer to a lot of this, but you are from? West Hartford. Oh, okay. West Hartford native. Yes. That's cool. So tell, how did you uh, get interested in music? How did it all start for you? Beatles. Oh. Ed
1: Sullivan Show. Really? That's
0: it. That was it.
1: Yep. I was like done. I'd never picked up a guitar in my life, but I knew that that was uh, what I wanted to do. Wow.
0: Cool. Guitar. Guitar. Not bass.
1: Not Not bass. It took, took a while. Oh, okay. So started on guitar. And uh, I went to, I was walking downtown Mm -hmm. with my mom who I was like 12 years old or something like that. We walked past melody music Okay. Which was on, I believe at the time on Asylum Street. Okay. And there was in the window a Fender Precision bass. And it was probably, probably a 64. Okay. And when I looked at this thing, I was like, oh my God. Really? That is, this is the, you know, I felt like Butthead, you know, this is the coolest thing I've ever
0: seen. Is that before you saw the Beatles?
1: No, it was after. Okay. It was but, after.
0: And, but you recognize it as a bass because I would imagine, you know.
1: I think I was already, I, I might have been already been playing guitar, but okay. when I saw this thing, I just couldn't believe how cool it looked. Mm-hmm. You know, it had that amazing sunburst. that had a shell pickguard. Mm-hmm. What could be better? Yeah, uh, right, right. Nothing.
0: So you weren't interested in the Hoffner that McCartney played?
1: I, I was because... Uh, the s- sound of it was, I thought, was uh, exceptional. They cranked it up a little bit more than mm. you know maybe other uh, music was at that time. Okay, because they the bass was not you know barely seen and and not heard right quite so much. So uh, and we had this uh, stereo, a webcore, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was tube. Yeah right. You know, sure. Everything was tube then. Oh yeah. So right now we're around sixty-four, okay. Or so, so um, because of that, and it it had this uh, beautiful cabinet and yep. everything, and it it sounded, uh, you know, it, it made the bass sound as good as it should sound. Right, it was made the sound. Right, and uh, that blew me away too. Oh, that's cool. And not to mention the way that th- again the way the thing looked. Yeah, right. It was unbelievably cool. Yeah, great. So you were so, like, I want. So one I else. was like. Yeah, you know. Cool. I'm ready. Like you said before, you said you're ready. Like, well, yeah, yeah. You know, I was, I was ready. <laughs> did you have a guitar? I did. At this point, it was a uh, twenty-one-dollar import. Okay. And it was uh, absolutely horrible. Mm. It did not look that great. Oh, okay. Especially when the 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 strings were uh, a mile high off the fingerboard. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Dave was laughing because you know exactly him. what I mean. Yeah, sure. <laughs> We've all had a few. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you didn't know anything about lowering the action. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, it didn't have a uh, an adjustable truss. Oh, rod. so
0: not. Yeah, so just that. S- oh, well, screwed. that's all you get.
1: Yeah. Uh, just hang on to it till you can get something else. Yeah, yeah, and then
0: the <laughs> neck turns into a banana. And that's, that's what you get. That's about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. I hear you. So the switch to bass be- begins
1: yeah it began around uh the age of uh probably 14 okay okay and um you
0: didn't completely because i know you play guitar still you didn't completely ditch the guitar
1: no but it was i was spending less time on it sure right
0: you're all about the bass you're like okay this is my realm i like those low notes yeah i don't blame you i do too i started as a bass player did you know that did you ever know that I did not, not
1: yeah. I didn't ever know not that. that it,
0: not that it matters. I, <laughs> it, I was just, I noticed. Well, it to... does matter because well, I
1: don't get to ask you why uh, it took so long to, to find this out.
0: Oh, everybody knows if they've listened to the podcast. I'm starting to repeat myself. But no, I wanted to play bass too. I, at first. I would imagine you'd be uh, a terrific bass player. It, kind of, I, not really, but you know, in a roundabout way. That's why I started picking it up a little bit when I started teaching, and you can hear how mediocre. When I sometimes teach with Dave, he'll occasionally that notes wrong. Everybody does that. Ed used to do that too. Oh yes, I'll be playing, and you'll be you like, at "Dude, the beginning
1: you, of your of your bass playing yeah, career."
0: Yeah, yeah. So it'd be like, you know. But anyway, I understand the bass bug is what I'm trying to say. I got the right. bass bug too.
1: And you were getting, you know, week yep. by week. Yep. And so I'm like, wow, John's he's he's getting he's getting there. Oh, yeah, whatever. And then I saw the upgrade. To uh, a new base. Oh, yeah. You the got th- Thunderbird. The
0: Thunderbird, yeah. It's like, wow. Anyway, I don't want to talk man about is me. man on his way. Yeah, getting there. Let's talk about it. No, let's not. Okay, let's not. Talk about you. So oh. you got the bass bug. Now you're all about the bass.
1: Yeah. And I uh, started to pay uh, more attention to uh, bass players. Sure. And uh, started to, at the uh, age of 14 or 15, started getting out. Yep. You know, a little bit. Sure. You know, with supervision uh, to hear and see what other bass players were doing. So, this is my, you know, time to acknowledge live music mm-hmm. and what a difference and what an influence it had. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one night where I went to see, uh, finally, uh, the Wild Weeds. Oh, okay. Wow. And the Wild Weeds. There we go. We're, um, they already, you know, No Good to Cry was already out, mm-hmm. so I, I knew who they were yep. and all that, and you know, all the more reason to go. And I was, uh, totally blown away. Wow, because f- for all the right reasons, oh, yeah, they were yeah, just yeah. playing, you know, they were terrific, <clears throat> they sang great, um, they played well together, so well together, they had this, uh, amazing, um. Uh, Chemistry. Yep, they had a, a, that's a what I've wonderful heard. Wonderful chemistry. I've
0: never seen them, but I live. I live in the comet tale of this. I'm a, younger than you by not too much, but yeah, I know that was like the initial one of the big bangs that most people, you know, they responded to.
1: And I watched uh, Bob Dudek, the bass player, mm-hmm. who was, you know, uh, in 1966. He's playing a uh, a fretless. Hoffner. Oh, wow. Huh? As far as I, it's pretty rare. Knew, as far as I knew, nobody had ever done this before. And he was blind. Oh, wow. And he was singing lead. Wow. And I was like, uh, yeah. Overwhelmed. And plus, you know, he was terrific. He sound t- to my ears. He sounded in tune as could be. Yeah. Right. And always right, did.
0: Right. And, um, must've been the first fretless bass you were ever aware of.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You're absolutely. like, this is I a found thing? out years later, you know, uh, Bill Wyman talked about it and he was probably the very first. He was 1961. Oh wow. Okay. And um
0: I don't even know when they made them. I don't even know when they started making them.
1: Yeah. Right, bases. Right. That's going to be well, a the first thing. ones were all, you know, uh, with uh kitchen Oh really? Cookware <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or right. appliances or whatever. Right, right. Um a, a knife to uh, dig those dig right. those frets out and then fill them in with putty or something like that. Oh yeah, oh sure, as Jocko did. Right,
0: sure, sure.
1: But anyway, uh, so Bob was a a, a huge influence, and uh, I I I thought it was it, it even more pointed me in that direction. Sure. So
0: you were like, this is this is it. This is what I'm going to keep doing.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Did you? So did you have a band of your own by this point?
1: um yes okay professional no not yet but um getting there we were on our you know we were on our way
0: yeah that's cool this would have been what year like you say sixty-seven.
1: Oh, six. ish or even 66 okay all right before uh, for, i was for sure
0: before i was born if that makes you feel <laughs> any worse sorry <laughs> no, oh, whatever. Well, it, don't worry it, 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 it certainly helps yes thanks <laughs> sorry it's okay yeah so uh what wh- who was your first band? Tell us. What were, what were you called? The something. Oh
1: jeez. I'm trying to remember. We had uh we had one band called the uh Psych, another band oh. called the 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 Transparent Banana.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um to name a few. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So then what happens then? So now you're kind of playing bass. You're getting close to being pro.
1: Yeah, closer. And uh, started to meet more people. These were the days when people put ads in the paper. Sure. That you're looking for or, um, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And uh, through that, met people that uh, uh became uh, friends with uh, to this day. Sure. Yeah, me too. It was John John Puscas, and, and he was cool because he had a uh, a nineteen fifty Chevy. Oh wow! And he was he was older than us, and he was very good at working on cars and restoring them. Okay. And uh, he was a a real good guy, and we we, we all uh, got along. And we were, you know, going further on along our way.
0: You could fit everything in that car probably.
1: Um, It wasn't the most uh, efficient for that because okay. uh, amps was hard do, to uh, maneuver. Yeah, right. They were sure. too wide or they were too deep.
0: Sure. But this all led to... That's how I like my women, by the way. Too <laughs> wide, too deep. That's just the way I like them. I don't know, I don't know, that's terrible. I'll have to edit
1: that out, sorry. Uh, Well, it's good to hear somebody, you know, stand up. Just thought
0: I would share. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Nice. So uh, then to fast forward a little bit, I'm in high school and uh, met this guy named Ralph Rosen. Okay. Who's a year older than me. And uh, he was trying to set up a uh, jam. Mm Mm-hmm. And he had a, a guitarist named John Weber and a uh, keyboardist, singer. None of these guys I, I knew. I mean, John, I knew because he was he went to Conard also. But uh, Grayson, I didn't know of at all because he went to Hall.
0: Okay. And so... These are schools in West Hartford. Yeah. I was like, and, okay.
1: And we, uh, they were a year older than me. Grayson was two years older than me. And so we met in... Uh, 1969, uh, New Year's Day Oh wow! in Fay Tovian's rec room in West Hartford, where, Wow, uh,
0: a party- Dawning of a new
1: decade. Oh, but even more than that. You know what I mean? New uh, Year's Eve, New Year's Day. True. Day one. And um, they were into jazz, they were into blues. Uh, and uh, I was new to all that. Oh, but cool. we played together. And we, they, they showed me some simple progression, and it uh, you did a walking bass on it. So we did that, and uh, I was blown away. Oh, you know, really? These, these are by far the best guys I ever played with. And uh, I was really knocked out. And plus, not to mention, you know, it's like you're playing with the, uh, the older kids. Sure. And that, uh, I felt good. You know? Yeah, right. It was a, a, a terrific thing, and it was all happening. And uh, they uh, accepted me to play in their band that night. Oh, wow. That's cool. You know? And uh, a few months later, we did uh, we, we did some originals of Grayson's. Okay. Which were really good.
0: This is Grayson Hugh?
1: Yeah. Oh, cool. Wow. And uh, there was a lot of cool stuff in, in, in how he wrote... Um, imagination, uh precision, more uh sophisticated harmonies, uh time signatures. Oh wow. He was he was he was getting doing into all it. that. So we're yeah. this is the beginning of nineteen sixty nine. We we predated the Amund Brothers band. Oh wow. They they didn't get together till a few months later. Oh wow. That's funny. And of course I'd never heard of them but at that time. Sure. So uh, it was an exciting time and we went to Synchron, which became Trot
0: Yeah, in Wallingford, my hometown, by the way, Wallingford.
1: I did not know that. There you go. And we recorded a single. Okay. Grayson's dad, uh, Ivor Hugh, paid for it, mm-hmm. and uh, which was really a uh, tremendous thing that he did because of uh, what we all gained from it. I've uh, never heard myself. You know, yeah, pay right. back.
0: Sure,
1: and uh, it was a, it was a phenomenal experience.
0: Was it cool? Was it good? Or did, did it se- send it, you back to the drawing board? Or were you like, uh, okay, I'm on the right track?
1: It, uh, I felt I was in the right track. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, that was cool. It was good. I, and uh, I felt that the band was in the right track too. Far out. I mean, there were we didn't do any uh, minimal overdubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, no punch-ins. Yeah, right. So there might have been a uh, you know a burp h- here or there. Yeah, right. Uh, which I know you can
0: relate. To. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, there'll be a burp here and there during this. Yeah, it, ha- it happens. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, oh, it's it does. Yes. It will. So uh, we were on our way, mm-hmm. and it, and uh, I sold. Uh, we the, the, you know the
0: 45,
1: 45s yeah. were, were were printed, and uh, you know I sold them around school. Sure. And, uh, that was uh, that was terrific. That's exciting. It was, it was a very exciting experience. You're like, yo, check it out. Yeah, I'm on a record. And then the next year, around the same time, or a little later than that, maybe about 15 16 months later, when I was a, uh, a senior, we uh, went back to Synchron and uh, we recorded some more. This time we did you know maybe four songs or so and uh you know we were better we had gotten uh stronger tighter uh more confident yep and it was a a wonderful experience
0: cool that's cool but i i would imagine synchron probably did that for a lot of bands at that time or else they broke up they said oh man we're terrible and that was the end of that could have gone that way too i guess right at least you guys are like oh good Oh, on, we were on the on
1: we positive side
0: of it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, so now you're you're selling records at school. Yep. Priced, playing out more, starting to play out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no big money. Right. But right. nonetheless, you know, um, you know, I think the deal is that if you can can continue to exist, you're successful. Sure. As long as you keep playing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we did. Yeah, some level or another, yes. I'm technically existing. We're technically existing. One right. way or the other. We're not sinking. Win, you know what I mean? It's a big <laughs> W, a big win right there. Right. That's awesome. Cool. So then I would imagine as the as the decade goes on, you're probably starting to more different people, different things, starting to get out into the bar scene, right? Yeah. I would imagine.
1: Oh, we weren't ready for the bar scene yet. Oh, really? Too young. Oh. But uh that didn't matter. We we were we did work with this agency and um again, I was meeting more people, mm-hmm. more people and Connor, you know, Connor was a big school. Okay. So, uh there were a lot of people to meet. Yep. And uh there was this uh a friend named Bob Mokarski. Okay. And uh, he had a brother and two sisters. He was the oldest. Mm-hmm. He was a year older than me. And their house was like uh, ground zero. You know? Yeah, right, like it was it the was party right, house. was right, uh, uh, sort of, it, w- it was, uh, a place where people, you know, played hooky and went there, cool. because it was so it was so close to the high school. Oh, uh, so it was n- like terrific. N- right. And his parents were, uh, were were teachers. Oh and they wow, were music teachers.
0: So they were at school. So you knew uh, they no, weren't the, home. No, they weren't at school. Oh.
1: They were. Um, they were both music teachers. Uh huh. And they I'm losing my train of thought. Well, here.
0: I'm saying they they were teaching at school, so you knew you could play hooky because you knew where the parents were.
1: You know, yeah, they're like they're at school. Yeah, piano. We can go home. And they had a piano in in every room in the house. Oh wow! They had a piano in the kitchen. Wow! They had a, a big uh, organ in mm-hmm. the uh, cons console organ. Oh wow! You don't hear that term yeah, sure. used. And um, the place was just loaded with pianos. They had a Steinway grand. Mm. You know, in the basement. Wow like you know not too shabby yeah right and it was a, it was a beautiful piano and it sounded great it's huh. kind of wild
0: yeah so you're hanging out at the house so all kinds of people coming in and out
1: I met some of those guys right yeah. and uh, we uh there were jams that you know that went on planned or unplanned yeah yeah and uh wonderful time we were all uh learning and going out and seeing uh music mm-hmm. start starting to get old enough to go to the uh Newport Jazz Festival. Oh wow, yeah, festivals. Sure, and go to uh, you know concerts at at UConn. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw Ornette Coleman there, wow. and uh, a number of people. You know, yep. So you're starting that, to get in into... that high realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of of great, you know, great, great music.
0: Sure, you're starting to get into jazz a little bit more at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. And w- one thing that really blew me. away was uh, hearing about uh, Tony Williams' Lifetime. Okay. Who I ended up, before anything could happen, I, uh, I saw them on The uh, Tonight Show, and Flip Wilson was filling in.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. And
1: he had them on. And, and it was just a trio at that time. Uh-huh. You know, uh, Tony, John, and Larry Young. And later on, they added Jack Bruce. Okay. And I, I saw that group. A few months later. Oh, wow. Um, in Portchester, New York. Oh, cool. And uh, that was probably the loudest music I ever heard anywhere at, uh, up to that time. Mm. And I'd, I'd seen Hendrix, and they were maybe a little uh, edgier than Hendrix and a little louder than Hendrix. Wow. Which is saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's and what I, I'm I thinking. Think I, have the, I have the ears to prove it. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> ter- wow. ter- terrible. Terrible. Wow, yeah. two two hearing aids aren't enough. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna
0: try three. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Something's bound to work eventually.
1: So I was getting all this, um, you know, good stuff to listen to, focus on, ob- obsess on, and uh, keep trying on. Yeah, why not? It was um, uh, it was a fantastic time.
0: Yeah, sounds pretty wild. That must be wild. Oh yeah, can't see Hendrix.
1: Oh yeah, that right. was that was crazy. Where was that? Bushnell.
0: Wow, imagine that. Uh, who would who would think? Yeah, right in Hartford. Yeah, you know,
1: crazy. What are they doing at such a dignified place like this? Yeah, you know? right, right. And and obviously, you know, management and all that and staff at, at uh, Bushnell were not they they were not ready. Right, right, <laughs> for, right. They were not for prepared. the Jimi Hendrix experience. <laughs> oh, boy. And, and Hendrix wasn't really ready for them either. Oh, really? He. You know he was cool. Yeah, but I, I think uh, I think he was probably glad when it was over.
0: Oh really? <laughs> I think so. Why it was just too stiff or just kind of like what are we doing in this uh, joint?
1: A little, bit. I, I think a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean that's my that's my guess. But as far as how he performed and all that, he was absolutely uh, amazing.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Beautiful.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. How much he controlled. You know, the, the sound of his guitar from, uh, just his touch, Mm. uh, he he was well under his, his control, you know? Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. And and he
1: got the the most, uh, beautiful sound out of it too. Mm.
0: Yeah. Very much pre pedal board.
1: Yeah. He he didn't have a lot of pedals.
0: Pedal board right here. Yeah. Pedal board, you know? Yep. That's the determining factor. The good old days. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's, it's in the fingers yeah that's what they say that's what they say for sure all right so then uh where do you want to take us to um, when does it really start popping for you
1: well it it um I joined another band with with some of those people from uh you know Conard sure or, or that dropped in and uh, we had a more uh wild and crazy band it was bigger we had two bass players oh wow and uh we both doubled on guitar oh we, we could do that so uh sometimes we 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 tried all sorts of things you know like right. me playing in the high range and uh bernie cornwick's Pl- playing in the low range
0: yeah yeah
1: it was very uh exp- experimented a lot we had a a great uh drummer who was a uh student at at heart we had a uh sax player who could play two saxes at the same time hey, you named go. paul midney we had a trumpet player named ray mace who founded the american brass quintet and uh, he at the age of 21 was a uh a frequent sub for the Boston Symphony oh wow so I mean so these were some guys yeah 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 some, you know with some uh serious chops and yep. Uh, pedigree yep and um and they and they could write you know so we had uh, we had some very good times but uh we did a, a showcase in New York at the uh, I'm trying to remember if it was the Village Gate. Sure. Or the top of the gate. Yeah, who... might have been the top of the gate, and uh, it di- it didn't work out, and the band uh, kind of broke off. Oh boy! We are uh, after our showcase. Oh boy! We were very very disappointed that 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 nothing happened for it because we felt sure. We, were, we, we felt we were ready. Yeah, you were like, this is going to
0: be it. We're going to be the ne- the new Chicago or something.
1: Um, I, actually, uh. I didn't think we were going to be the new Chicago. I thought we were going to we were going to be us. Right, you know, right. No, that was the thing, uh, that was the thing. I gotcha. Yeah, because we, we weren't we weren't trying to copy anybody. We were mm-hmm. trying to, uh, you know, trying
0: to be somebody. The world wasn't ready, I guess. Uh,
1: not not the part of the world that showed up for this showcase. <laughs> so that was that.
0: Would th- the world is the world ready now? Who knows. Uh, parts of it, parts of still still (laughs) parts parts of it, it. parts of it. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, you know what I, what I always say when I think about stuff like this, I go, you know, if we had made it, whatever that means, like if you had gotten what you hope to get that day, the record deal and, you know, launch your career, it would have probably been over by now and we would be right where we are right here, right now. That's the way I look at it. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. I mean, I don't know. How much money would we have made? Enough to never leave the house? Probably. How
1: much money would we have spent? <laughs> well, wow. That, that's true, too. Oh, another
0: that's thing. what I'm saying. You know, like when you think about the, oh man, I could have been, and then you just go, well, it would have been over. You know, once we reach it, because I mean, I am younger than you, but I have reached a certain age where I realize, well, it would have been over by now. Let me just have a life. We just have a life now. Anyway, whatever. That's what happens, I guess, right? Right. Something like that.
1: So I tra- I dropped out of the whole thing for a while. Oh, wow. For a few years. Of music entirely. Of music entirely. Wow. And um, I came back. I went to college. I came um, for a degree in music that I didn't really uh, want by the time I had it. Oh, boy. Which was what? And I went, this is 77. Okay. I graduated in... Uh, spring of 76. Okay. So, um, I decided to go back into, uh, music because things happened that were very, uh, influential that were magical. You know, I'm, I met again, uh, people that I knew who I bumped into. Uh, one good friend of mine, uh, who I hadn't seen in a long time. He, uh, asked me if I would join his band. Mm. I, I didn't even have a bass. But I, so, wow. so since I didn't have a bass, I said, sure. Yeah, right. So I went to LaSalle Music and I bought a I bought a bass and I bought an amp.
0: Wow, what'd you, what'd you buy?
1: I, oh, I, I bought a jazz bass at, at uh, a music store in uh, New Haven. Okay. Guitars Unlimited.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't remember.
1: Which was a, a very cool store at that time. And I, I bought an Amphila And this was a, important to me. There was this guy, the, the salesman, who sold me the bass. So he's, he sold me the 76 jazz bass. And it was kind of beat up, but the price was right. And he says, do you want to trade next off of my bass? He says, I got this precision bass. And it has a uh, a fretless neck on it. Would you be interested in swapping? Mm. Now, I had never played a fretless bass in my entire life. Wow! I had never I had never seen one close up.
0: Yeah, right, right.
1: So my answer to him was, "That sounds like a great idea." Wow! Yeah, let's do it. Huh? So he did, and I ended up uh, really liking it. A so, lot. so a, a Jacko J
0: a J bass body. Fretless, yes, bass neck,
1: yes, wow. And uh, you know, Jocko was the rage at this time, so seemed like a terrific idea, right? And it it was a terrific idea, I didn't, but it was the only bass I had, so it's like I I was putting all my eggs in one basket, you know, it's like I gotta make this work,
0: yeah, yeah. After not playing bass for a couple of years, that uh, about three, wow,
1: so that too, and uh, pardon. So it was, again, it was, uh, it was an exciting time. Hmm. You just jumped and I back started getting it. And I started getting it back together. Yeah, it's kind of wild. And then I bumped into, uh, Grayson again, and he he wanted to, to do, uh, an album's worth of music. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, great. You know, yep. and, uh, by this time, uh, my chops were getting into, into good shape again. And, um. Uh, we uh, we did some more of his music, which by this time was like really great guns. You know? Yeah, so yeah. His music was uh, terrific; it was more sophisticated and engaging mm-hmm. than ever. Wow. As far as I was concerned, I was, it was it was it was the place to be.
0: Yeah, that's cool for, for me. You know, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: because I thought it was just wonderful.
0: So now you're back in it.
1: Yeah. So I was I was back in it. I had uh, at this time also uh, gotten turned on to, and in the first band that brought me back, got I got turned on to uh, Pat Martino, okay, who was a uh, I think three times Grammy-nominated jazz guitarist. Okay, I don't think he ever won, as far as I know. I'd like to say that he did win Grammys, but I don't know. But he 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 did oh, we'll win, look He did win Downbeat jazz poles he so he's, a, he's heavy duty he was heavy duty hardcore mm-hmm. no messing around yeah right and uh he, he so bobby played me uh, you know some stuff that he had had done and i just practically melted off of my chair yeah you're uh, like this I is this is my thing i was like oh my god wow you know it was crazy and i and i, I Still react to that stuff. I I listened to uh, some of him on the way over here. Oh, really? Okay, so this is your thing. Ended up taking uh, a couple lessons from him, which were uh, in Philly. Okay. Which was a uh, phenomenal, a couple of phenomenal experiences. One reason because uh, it was like two different guys. And the reason for that is because he had uh, an aneurysm, a brain aneurysm. Yikes uh during the time of uh, my first lesson oh, boy. And, and uh the the aneurysm was operated on okay uh, after the le- after my first lesson and before my second oh wow so the, the, the second one he had lost his memory he didn't know his parents he didn't know he oh. played the guitar you know it was really a Whoa. A, a wicked case of amnesia. Yikes. But, um, uh, by the time I saw him again, I heard he was teaching. He was, um, uh, he was much better, but he, I mean, he had, he had a long way to go. Okay. But he was, uh, he did have some, you know, a, a sense of self for sure. And, uh, I'm, I'm really glad I made it. Wow. That lesson. And, uh, He's not doing well now. Oh, he's not. He's He's, still he's having uh, lung, lung problems. Yikes! Because of uh, some kind of an, I guess, infection. It mm-hmm. wasn't. I don't think it was COVID, but it's. But it sounds. The timing isn't quite right for that. But yeah, it, right. But it certainly sounds like it was.
0: Is he's he's
1: older? He, Pat is. Uh, Probably about seventy-seven now. Okay. Or it's going old. to be seventy-seven. Yeah. Uh, in August. Okay. But uh, he is one of you know the the biggest influences of music that I ever had. Wow, that's wild. Oh yeah. It's pretty cool. Who else? Um, uh, John McLaughlin. Okay. Jack Bruce. Yep. From Cream, who I got to know. Oh nice. Uh, I, I knew him for the last. 30 years of his life. Oh, wow. How'd that happen? Oh, that's a good one. I was, um, a friend of mine named Steve Kubica, he picked up in New York City the the bass that Jack favored mm-hmm. in Cream. What, the EB? EB? EB3. Okay, yep. It's cherry red. and uh, One pickup two pickups oh okay all right I'll stop yeah that's okay no he he, and he saw he Steve sold it to me he wanted to raise money for uh to build a a PA system for his band okay so he sold it to me for what he paid for it which wasn't that much and I was playing I got a gig with Ellen McIlwain okay who, uh unfortunately just passed away a few weeks ago oh wow Ellen was an incredibly gifted uh vocalist slide guitarist okay yeah uh, she wrote yep she was uh, an, an amazing
0: yeah I um, blue
1: blues person yep um there's nobody there's really nobody like her okay she was uh, absolutely killer so she was friends with Pete Brown okay Jack's uh you know, co conspirator. Right. So to sure. Speak. I remember seeing that name on R- the cream wrote records. The lyrics. Yep. yep. And my uh, wife at that time and I, we, honeymoon was in London. And uh, I got a hold of Pete Brown yeah. on the phone. I just called him up. Wow. I know the look, look in Shepherd's Bush. Sure. And, uh, in the phone book and how many, you know, in, in the London phone book, how many Pete Browns could there be? Probably a a few, I would guess. (laughs) A few, a few hundred. Yeah. No, I don't know. But anyway, uh, but for all the more that fortunate that I did find it Mm -hmm. and I called him up and he, and he sounded a, a little bit reserved at first, but then I told him that I was playing with Ellen, and, uh. It, it, that changed to, well, I'd uh, I, I'd love to meet you. Uh, can you come over today? Wow! And I'm like, perfect. Thought yeah, you'd never. Yeah, ask. I think we yeah. I think yeah. we can manage that. So uh, we went over for tea, and uh, had a great time. He was uh, a really fantastic guy. Is a really fantastic guy, and that was a uh, an incredible you know experience and uh, he gave me Jack's phone number oh boy so I called him up and uh, again Jack had just done an album playing for Ellen McElwain
0: oh wow okay so the, the, so you're the in. timing all yeah yeah absolutely
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the timing of all this was amazing and he was extremely nice and um, I told him about the bass. And uh, he says, well, I have these three empty cases here. Oh, boy. And uh, I, I, I guess I kind of somehow asked him what he meant exactly. Yeah, right. And uh, he said uh, an ex-Cream disgruntled Brody uh, stole him. Oh, boy. So I had, so he's telling me, that I, I am holding a, a stolen bass guitar. Oh,
0: um, whoops!
1: But he didn't. Uh, he, he didn't make me feel uh, weird about it, or uncomfortable, or obliged. Right, because you didn't steal any... it by of then. It,
0: it had been around. Yeah, I got you. Yeah.
1: The... Whoa. So here, this is interesting. You know, if we're into solving mysteries, because here is this bass that gets uh, stolen. Sure. In in London. Yep and, uh, ends up in New York city mm-hmm. and nobody knows how it got there. Right. But it did get there. And it was in, in some beat up case tied together with rope. Sure. That, uh, had, a, a sticker for a, a, a musical instrument rental company in London. Okay. So, um, you know, so there's some missing pieces to the puzzle, but, um, it doesn't matter. We we kind of have enough to go on. It and ends up back in London. Yeah, because of you. It didn't go to London. It didn't come to London with me. Oh, okay. it was it was uh, it was at home.
0: But the connection's made at this point.
1: But the connection's made, and he didn't make me feel obliged to do anything or say anything. He was, you know, he was just totally cool, and uh, he had really moved on to other things anyway. Sure. Right. So uh, it wasn't really his favorite thing even though he didn't know that at the time yeah right But I did give it to him and uh he promised me he would give me an instrument in return
0: so you gave it up you were just like I "I want you to have this back
1: that's the right thing and I I, and I said I said I will I had flying benefits from American Airlines so I said to him I said I will fly anywhere in the world with this instrument to bring it to you and you tell me if it's yours or not and if it's yours I'll give it to you sure and he you know he really liked that he appreciated it and i said um he said he said well i wouldn't just take money out of your pocket i have some nice bases here and you know, maybe you'd like one of those wow and i said well that sounds great and i, I immediately asked him uh, can i have the, the the psychedelic painted one by the fool you know this, right these the, dutch artists the, sure. yep. who had done eric's guitars well. yeah and the beatles too. and he he and he said uh the Beatles too, and he says, uh, "He says, well, that one is already gone." Oh boy! <laughs> but we we finally agreed uh, six and a half years later on a Warwick. Okay. Which was uh, a very low serial number. Okay. And uh, a uh, fantastic sound, beautiful to look at, uh, played like a dream, and I still have it. Oh wow! So you know, you're like it's uh, a deal. I still have it some um 30 years later wow more than 30 years later. that's cool
0: yeah so you ended up with the warwick and yeah he got his base back
1: right put it back in the case but then he didn't keep it uh-oh he traded it for <laughs> for a chapman stick oh boy i'm um, but uh, but at the same time you know i'm glad i didn't put a, try to put any conditions on it because that wouldn't be right right you know and i i don't think i think it would have Damaged the conversation too. Yeah, right. And I wasn't uh, going to uh, misrepresent myself or sure. uh, make him uncomfortable. Sure. After it's, all the things it says, he could do whatever. Right, he right, wants yeah. With you it. don't care. Yeah, that's cool. That's so, pretty wild. That's and a I've wild story. So I've still got it. Wow. And uh, he he traded the bass to uh, uh, one of his drummers. Okay. Uh, Bruce Gary. Oh wow! Played with the Knack.
0: That's right, my Sharona. Oh, one of my, one of my favorite drummers. Nobody knows, Bruce Gary. That first, I was about twelve when that first Knack album came out. Oh
1: yeah, still one of my favorite drum performance albums of all time, Bruce Gary. Yeah, uh, he was a wonderful drummer, and I, I saw him play with Jack a few times, and uh, he was. Uh, uh, he was something unfortunately he is no longer with us yes that's true which yeah. is uh ter- yeah. terrible, terrible shame
0: yeah I knew that he played with Jack Bruce it's funny that you said that now it all makes sense yeah great drummer
1: yeah 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 he was uh he was killer
0: yeah unbelievable
1: and we took him out for for uh we took the, the both of them uh, out for Chinese food oh really like, it went to Beijing Garden in Farmington oh wow <laughs>
0: hey Bruce Gary was in was here oh that's cool that's it Wow, that's wild. had a
1: super time! Wow, uh, we we spent much of the dinner uh, telling stories about uh, Ginger Baker. Oh boy, <laughs>
0: sure, I bet, yeah,
1: and his mishaps with uh, you know heroin during concerts. <laughs> sure, yeah, well. you know throwing up in the pianos and stuff, oh, things like that. Man, not the not to mention.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've thrown up on pianos, just not into them. I don't know. It's a different story. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Different story for for you and the piano.
0: Yeah. Right. Wow.
1: So bring us to JMO. Oh, well there was this um, showcase that we were going to do with some friends. We were going to go to New York city, go to SIR studios, and we were going to play for uh, Doctor George Butler, A and R person, okay. yeah, could be, and, um, and and probably much more than that. And um, we had, there was this loft that we used to practice in, and I was going to practice there on a, it was on a Sunday. We were going to we were get together, and I saw my friend uh, Catherine Fellows. And she was with this uh, a black gentleman who I'd never seen before, and she introduced him to me. As you know, J- that was J-Mo. Oh, cool! And I I knew who he was, sure. But I hadn't seen you know any pictures of him right. recently, right? Right. So, uh, but I I liked him, you know, yeah. uh, right away. And Catherine took me aside, and she says. Dave, if you want to play with Jamo tonight, get yourself to Rosie O'Grady's. Oh boy! And uh, it's an open mic. Nice. So I said, "Well, I'll be there." That's great. Yeah. So we went there, and uh, there was this guy playing bass for the open mic. Who was he? Was not a bass player. Okay. He was a guitar player, so uh, he didn't really know how to play blues bass. You know, no offense to anybody. Sure. He, it wasn't his instrument, right he was just you know trying to help out so uh, I was sitting next to JMO and JMO leans over to me and he says, "If that cat could play three notes, I'd let him play 300." And I wow. was like, "I like this guy. Wow, this is cool Yeah, that's kind of heavy. <laughs> I could learn something from this man yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, we did play together. And it was uh, the most phenomenal experience. I had never played with a drummer with that type of a uh, background before, and all those influences rolled into one. Yeah, right. And I was uh, absolutely, absolutely blown away. Mm. And uh, he really enjoyed it too. And uh, he asked me if I would give him bass lessons Wow. So I said, yeah, sure. sure. You know, so we did, we did a few of those. He said that, that the reason he wanted to do it was because he wanted to uh, understand all the layers of the music. Sure. You know, and uh, it sounds like, you know, great idea. Yeah. You can play your, play your instrument better if you know what everybody else is yeah, doing definitely. And, and, and why and what they're leaving for you to play or not play. Mm-hmm. So uh he also had asked uh Chris Jensen to give him uh me. saxophone lessons. Wow. So he which wanted he, to know
0: which he did. So he wanted to know everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so now in, in the weeks and months that followed, so we did some lessons and I'd go to uh Stop and Shop on Farmington Avenue, and he'd he was there, coincidentally, so We were telling stories and uh, just shooting the breeze, talking, getting to know each other. And, uh, you know, so 40 minutes later, Yeah, right. We're, we're, us two guys are walking around the store. Our carts are still empty. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not a lot lot of shopping going on, but we were uh, having a great time. Yeah, that's cool. How did he end up in Connecticut? The Almond Brothers... Played in Groton. Okay. Uh, a concert. They, they were just back together after, you know, years of being uh, split. hmm So they had uh, done an album called Seven Turns, which was a really, really great album. And uh, me. so eventually we... we uh, he wanted to put a band together. Wow. And uh, we tried a number of different combinations. I know that he had also played with uh, a, a number of other bass players. Um, he played with Drew Glocken. He played with uh, with Harvey Brooks. Okay. Harvey came to Hartford Yeah. to play. They, they played at Lewis Street. I was sick as a dog, so I couldn't go. But I would have loved to have heard that. So... Um, we, we had a number of incarnations of, uh, of a band. And f- finally, in uh, 2000, I don't know, more of the early 2000s, he uh, put something together that became a lot more permanent. We had a meeting in uh, Johnny Fidel's office okay. in New York. And, uh, we were, we were launched. Yeah. Like, here we go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kept it together for a pretty long time. But the van probably began somewheres around, I can't even remember, um, uh, maybe 2007. Okay. Something like that. You
0: guys are going to get back at it now?
1: Well, he's got some shoulder problems. Oh. That are, uh, you know, uh, not that I want to get into all that, but uh, uh, you have to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's exciting. But uh, right, n- right now uh, there is nothing on uh, uh, there is nothing on anybody's schedule. Yikes! Well, see what happens. I
0: guess we're all just kind of waiting to see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Um, talk about your teaching a little bit, and then we're going to get on out of here. Okay. Um you started here, Dave said, at Connecticut Valley. Or or not started, but you were one of the first teachers here, Dave says. Yeah. Imagine that.
1: And I was I was here for uh for 10 years. Wow. So I think that means that uh
0: Here comes Dave. He's going to Here comes Dave. He's going to tell us. Yeah, I don't know if you can see him, but Dave Kozminski is here off camera he's gonna set us straight right now i, I don't need he can you can figure tell out my, how to put the headphones on
1: i don't need you to tell my future book but can you tell me my past <laughs> yeah
2: can you help me out with that sure well you and i have a lot of history back at the conservatory you know from oh my
1: god yeah back to the beginning of time
2: yeah um both you and i were at the conservatory uh, yep. as far as that goes and uh uh, I ended up teaching there. You ended up, you know, uh, playing a lot of my ensembles. I played in a lot of your ensembles as far as that goes. And then when Ron and I bought this place, uh, a lot of the teachers that I did have, okay, were from the conservatory. So, sure. Uh, you know, so. So he's on the list. He's he, on the list, on like, the list Yo. you know, as, as far as that goes. So uh, he became, uh, you know, part of our faculty. Um, cool. I un- inherited a seat. <laughs> y- yes, you did. Yes, you did. You That's know? cool. And it was the type of thing that. uh um, a lot of the teachers that I did did have here you know were you know from that uh, conservatory connection you know, as far as that goes right but, you know yep and it was ironic that you put me in touch with jmo okay yep uh, do you remember that first first interaction that we had for the army what no no it was the before that um as, as you know I'm heavily involved in 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 the water industry but I had some um uh, International guests that came uh, to the Harford IPI, which is the International Studies Program, and I was good friends with the director up there, and he said he had uh, two gentlemen. Okay, that one was from Bangladesh, and one was from Botswana, and uh, he wanted me to give a tour of the, of our water department here. So, we, which I did anyway. And lo and behold, the gentleman that was from Botswana, uh, okay, was a BBC recording artist, and. We ended up jamming. He, he was here for like six months yeah, yeah. with the IPI program. And uh, it was the type of thing he was, uh, we started jamming. Wow. And uh, so I had this brilliant idea. Why don't we do an international concert? You know, so he, we were there. So anyway, I recruited Dave, <laughs> you know, to play bass. And uh, it was it was over at the Portland Library. And I says, geez, uh, and, you know, I, I knew and he had... Uh, uh, known JMO. And I says, geez, do you think, uh, JMO want, might want to come down and, and jam with us? And he says, I don't know. Let's ask him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I <laughs> swear so, way to find out. Yeah. And, and he, lo and behold, he did. Wow. Know? And JMO came down and of course, Catherine came down with him as far as that goes. But, mm-hmm. uh, they had three bus loads from the IPI program. Okay. That they, they bussed down. Okay. JMO sat in, you know, played drums, Uh, You played bass, I played guitar, and uh, Talo uh, from uh, Botswana, he he played guitar, but he he used the guitar more as a percussive, and he only had four strings on it. Okay. And it was really... Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And and it was great. Um, We we did the concert. Uh, I have, in fact, I have have a recording of it uh, and so forth, and that was when my son, uh, actually who was, I think, about seven years old at the time okay jamo had him sit in on the drums oh was just and uh yes so it all starts you know and so forth so that that really came came across uh as our my first experience with with jamo and then the second experience was with my son was uh coming home from iraq uh we did a veterans concert to uh, defray the uh costs of a uh veterans monument they were building here in portland and uh so i uh and we we put this band together, and uh, in fact, you played. I did. You played. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Nancy played. Nancy Souza. okay. Yes. Negrelli. Okay. Uh, who uh, she has left us, but um, you know, I called uh, JMO and I left a message uh, on his phone, and you know, I didn't hear back from him. You know, I said, well, you know, okay, you know, that was a. And anyway, no, nothing unusual there. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, it was it was this. Um about oh god a month after uh and so forth i get this call about 11 30 at night uh-oh and uh, so i answer hello dave oh god it's <laughs> jamo how the hell are you and that was great i says hey jamo well, how you doing sorry man I, I i just got he says i just got your message i says well you know okay that's that's great you know so he says i says well you know, I, I've been on tour. So he was, he was abroad, I guess, I, you know, he, so uh, the, the time zone. So, so I told him, so what's going on? So he says, uh, I told him my son was coming home from, and, and we're doing sure. this, this benefit concert. And, uh, I w- w- wondered if you'd want to pay. So uh, JMO and his, he says, how much did gig pay? Huh. <laughs> and I says, well, reasonable I him, question. Yeah, no, it's says, you know, whatever you want, James says, you know, I told him the thing. he says, can I get a cheeseburger out of it? <laughs> and wow! I said, yeah, Jamo, anything you <laughs> want. Sure. So, we we did the concert, uh, and there was a whole a host of uh, of people that played. Jeff Pitchell played, sure. uh, yep. and so forth, oh, so. and and uh, uh, our sax player Jerry Tadaro on on keys, and he played. My God, it was it was it was a great concert. But uh, cool. it, uh, that was my you know interaction. But you know, he's been such a such a good friend. I've had him a few times at the at the Portland Fair. Uh, JMO and friends. Unfortunately, you couldn't make the gig on that one, but uh, he, he came down, and it was great. It was really super cool. But that that was our interaction, actually going back to the Carver Conservatory days. So wow. A lot of good times. Yeah. Of good time. Oh, yeah. A lot of things happened. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, cool. Uh, anyway, but that's... Uh, there he goes. And then you were, uh, you know, obviously you were on the road with Dickie. Uh, yep. And, and
0: so Dave, forth. sit here. Why don't you sit here and talk? Wait a minute. I Interview him, because about... they're just going to see me reacting to you why don't you have a seat and then we'll uh you know what i mean you just take this chair for oh, the hold on hold on hold all on. right
2: they're just gonna see in me going uh, really <laughs> is the red dot on it's on the red dot is on can you see me there that's you okay. oh okay good all there, right good there we go yes, sir. okay Perfect. So anyway, um, that's how we, we got together, you know, uh, As from there. And it was really, really good. Uh, we had uh, we go back a long time. I really have. Far out. Uh, and so forth. But, uh, you know, playing-wise, I, I think, uh, you know, and it's amazing, John, the, the, the number of guests that we've had on uh, here, the dots have connected. You know, yeah. In one way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dave Lavosi, you know, all those guys. Uh, yep. Uh, Get him up. Dave yeah. Santoro from the Conservatory. Yeah, yeah. You remember Dave? Yeah. As that goes, so, uh, but that's that's been kind of what we
0: what yeah figure putting it all together.
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh, a lot of good times, a lot of good times. But cool. uh, you know, that's part of uh, the history. <laughs> you know, that yeah, yeah. So yeah, anyway. we're trying to figure it all out. Yeah, yeah exactly. The podcast. That's but, what we're doing. But, but I think you know with Dave and and uh, you know connection with with JMO and you know Av, 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 you know tell them about Dicky and so forth. How you got hooked up with Dicky?
1: Oh yeah. Well, they needed a bass player and they needed a guitarist, the Almond Brothers Band. Yep. And I, I checked my messages one day from uh, Ricardo's music. Ah, yes. And, uh, you know, J-Mo in his messages usually sounds pretty, pretty laid back mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of takes it easy. But in this uh, message he left, he sounded uh, you know, he sounded a, uncharacteristically uh, serious and, and maybe a teeny bit worked up. It was, mm-hmm. it was impor- important, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So he said, um, "Dickie wants you to go to Florida and play with him." And uh, he told me the, the name of the hotel he was at. All that kind of stuff, and gave me the phone number mm-hmm. and and uh, what name to ask for. Yep, because he didn't use the name Dickie Betts. Ah, okay. So uh, I called J-Mo back, and uh, he, you know, we basically told me the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I uh, called the hotel, and I uh, asked for. Uh, the name I was supposed to ask for and they connected me with Dickie's room. Ah, and uh, Donna answered the phone and uh Dickie came to the phone and he was you know, both very nice. And I said, uh he said to me, he said, he said, uh I'd like to know if you come down to Florida and play with me uh sometime soon. And I said, uh anytime you want. You know, sure. Be glad to. And uh then we started talking some more and he finally got to a point where he said uh about playing in his band now i knew that dickie had had a number of his own projects Mm -hmm. over the years sure and i thought uh maybe that's what this is and i said what band is this for and he said the almond brothers band and i was like oh boy you know incredible And uh, he says, I like the way you play that fretless bass. And I said, oh, great. Um, You know, so uh, we were supposed to, I was supposed to call him the next day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I can't remember why. It had something to do probably with making the trip Mm -hmm. to, uh, to his house.
2: Yeah, he lived in Florida.
1: He lives in uh, Florida, right, in uh, Sarasota. And uh, I, I felt a, a great sense of rapport over the phone. He was uh, nice as he could be. And I thought, well, you know, this is a, a real changer, you know, game changer.
2: Yeah, I remember and, when that first came about. And uh, I, I, you, in fact, you did a couple gigs with us, uh, you know, my band. And uh, you said, geez, I got an audition to go to. And he says, uh, you, you tell me, you, well, it's somebody big, he says. And then that, that's what you told me.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was sworn
2: right, I not know. to tell anybody. I know.
1: So I, uh, I tried very hard to do that. And um, it, was, it was funny because there, there were some people that uh, that knew, and I don't know how they knew, but they just did and
2: um i don't know there you go
1: it was it was interesting uh trying to keep that keep all that under my hat
2: exactly exactly
1: it was uh it was wow, it was it man. was a challenge and uh you know people would tell me it's like what's that what's with the halo over your head <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it felt like it was, wow. uh, it was incredible
2: and you toured with uh, well dickies and his uh uh southern Southern? Great Southern. Great Southern. Okay. But the, the, the actual gig with the Allman brothers didn't quite turn out to the point. I came in second. You came in second. Okay. To O'Teal. Yeah. So, you know, but, uh, but you got, you got to play with Dickie. That was,
1: uh, that was one of my objectives in the first place, you know, that I wanted to play with Dickie. And, uh, a lot of times when you do these, uh, auditions and things like that, you know, you end up uh, with nothing at right. all, but uh, that wasn't so in this case. I I, I did get something that was of uh, great value to me, sure, and uh, fulfilled a, a, a big dream because I was, uh, you know, long a uh, fan of Dickie's.
2: Sure. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure the connection with JMO helped too, as far as that goes. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, uh, of course it did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it was amazing how all of it came together. You yeah,
2: know, I can remember. Yeah, you
1: know, I met uh, Tom Dowd at the audition. Yeah. Oh. And uh, you know, I I knew who he was on site, and uh, he introduced himself. He said, "I'm Tom Dowd." He extended his hand. I said, "Yes, I know." <laughs> and I was blown away. And 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 then he sat uh, during the audition. He sat behind my amplifier. Really? So okay. It's like, oh, that, That's nerve-wracking. That <laughs> I don't feel any stress from that whatsoever. No, no, no. Oh, wow, unbelievable. But Tom was—he uh, was a great guy, yeah. Too, in, a, in addition to being uh, unbelievably accomplished on uh, many fronts.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think Dave. I give you give you credit, man. I think you've been doing this a long time. And we, we, we both have, and unfortunately that, you know, I never made it to the level that you did, but uh, um, I'm, I'm happy to know you.
1: Well, and, you made uh, a, a level, like, um, as I look around uh, this place. Hey, we made so. it to
2: above the garage. What are you talking about? This is awesome. <laughs> yes. This is awesome. <laughs>
1: Very well. Where from. else
2: do you want to be? This is it. Exactly. Exactly. Unbelievable. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I've known you a long time, Dave, and I appreciate, uh, again, your friendship and uh, for many years, uh, uh, doing gigs with you and, and uh it, it's just been a lot of fun. It really has.
1: Oh back at you Dave. So anyway. I've uh, been privileged. Okay. Cool. Now
2: John's gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna ask a couple He's, of stupid questions. Two questions here. Now this is this is really gonna put you on the spot.
1: Here. I wasn't there when you can't prove it. Actually three
0: questions. Actually three. One is important. The other two are trivial but they're but they're important to me. Are you ready? I guess so. Are you a consistent practicer of your instrument? Yes. Oh, yeah. What are you practicing currently? Anything you would
1: like to share with us? I always think this is interesting. I am practicing music for uh, a new album that's in the beginning stages. Okay. And uh, I'm playing guitar on it and bass. Oh, wow. And uh, some of the, uh, you know, it's funny. I don't know what uh, I'm going to be in the band. When it forms, whether I'm going to be the guitarist or be the bass player. But uh, I, I think I'm leaning towards being the guitarist for this simple reason. Here's a, cho- a tough choice to make. Would it be more miserable to uh, <laughs> teach somebody else these guitar parts, or would it be more miserable to have to to perfect them myself? Mm. So that's that's a really tough call, right? You know, um, so uh, the idea of teaching to somebody else and probably somebody else after that and somebody else after that and somebody else after that. Yeah, right, right, right. You might as well just do it yourself. That might be just a little too much. Just do it yourself. Bass player, you know, one note at a time. Yep. (laughs) Usually. (laughs) Take it easy.
0: Usually. I've I've heard you play more than one note at a time Um, on occasion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: that's (laughs) the the difference between on occasion and like (laughs) constantly... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> right, well, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Wow, all right. Okay, a practicer. That's good. Because it goes either way. That's why I ask. I'm always curious.
1: As it's more likely you'll find me with uh, a guitar in my hands than be without a guitar in my hands. Okay. All right. That's, that's how strongly I feel about it. Far out,
0: far out. Okay, stupid. Well, actually, not that stupid. I should stop saying that. Uh, do you have a desert island album? If you could sum up your, your... What you think life, all of life in one album, could, it, could such a Even thing my be My life or, or life in general? or uh, Whatever. You know, if you could pick one album that says everything that you'd like to say.
1: Oh, that would be uh, More Dangerous Canoes.
2: Oh, I remember that. I, I think I have a copy downstairs.
1: Oh, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, yes, I remember that. Absolutely. If you don't, I'll make sure you do. I think I do. <laughs>
0: That's your record? Yes. Wow. More dangerous canoes. What does that mean?
1: Well, in uh, I was going to Boston to play. And uh, I was just entering the city limits. And there was a sign that says, uh, dangerous cargoes must exit here. Oh, you sure. Know, because of the low overhang. yeah. i yep. On one of those early exits. Sure. So uh, it looked like it said cargoes it looked like it said canoes so I thought like oh that sounds great I said I'm good here's what I'm going to do I promised myself I'm not going to tell anybody this this title and I will figure out someday in my own time yeah what I will apply it to what sure. I use it for yep so um this was years before I ever did uh you know uh and he did a solo recording project so when I was ready to do it, I uh, chose to call it Dangerous Canoes. And I uh, called on my uh, artist friend and vocalist extraordinaire, June Besantz. I asked her to uh, come up with something that would help uh, the average Joe understand how what, dangerous canoes could can be. What dangerous canoes are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she came up with uh, with something from a, a Girl Scouts rowing handbook on canoeing, and that was the uh, like the the background of the cover. Yeah, right. And it, it it made for a really great cover. Plus, there was there was a, a guy like out of the fifties, mm-hmm. you know, in a uh, cartoon. Sure. Not of a ca- cartoon character, but of a, of a real yeah, person, sure. a man, and he's got a. Uh, a cigarette, as everybody did in the fifties, sure. you know, uh, up to his lips. And, um, uh, he's got a couple of, of arrows that are, are coming towards his back. So that would be, I guess, a pretty good, uh, Whoa! <laughs> right. It would help people understand what a dangerous canoe is. When sure. You're, you're about to get, um, uh, punctured. Canoed several times over. Yeah. You're about to get canoed. And <laughs> then later on, for, for when, it, when it came time for a second album, uh, it was obvious that I was going to call it More Dangerous Canoes, of course. Yeah, that's obvious. More Dangerous Canoes. And I asked, Is there a
0: most dangerous canoes coming?
1: Uh, maybe <laughs> a this trilogy, a, a trilogy, you know. So, this, this the second one, I asked my artist friend, Susie Lengua, who's an in, incredible talent, I said, Could you make for me a cover that'll help? you know the average guy understand what what a more dangerous canoe is and within a week she had done this beautiful painting gorgeous and of this uh like an island and there's this there's big volcano and uh there's these, all these beautiful little boats in the uh, alongside it sure and the, 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 there's a uh, fires, lava, sure, smoke, everything yeah, is coming yeah. out of the volcano dangerous. and and coming down and lighting the canoes on fire, right. So that would be yes, that would be a more dangerous canoe. Yeah, definitely. So I that's would say so. So that's it. Yeah,
0: got it. That's cool. There's right. no
1: song entitled that, but uh, maybe someday. Maybe maybe
0: we'll see. Wow, more if, dangerous. we lucky. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And here's the wacky question. Oh, good. What food could you eat every day that you'd be like, "I'm fine if this were the only thing I could eat"? Sushi. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's so. a good one. It's a good one.
1: Well, uh, I'm uh, I'm not a vegan. I'm I'm a, I'm a pescatarian. Sure. And in that realm, yep. You know, uh, you really can't miss.
0: Yeah, that's what they say. It's not my thing, but my wife's. Into, I can imagine.
2: You know, a lot of people like sushi, so. Must be something to it. I I can remember doing weddings with Dave. Okay, and when they would feed the band, and uh, Dave would always say, "Do you have fish?" Do you have fish." <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, the band would be eating. Too prime. many
1: times they said no. Yeah, I know, <laughs>
2: yeah. I know. Well, give me the pasta. You know, is that thing? But you know, here's the band chowing. Pasta's Jonah.
1: okay. It's one of nature's perfect foods.
2: There you go. Gotcha. The rest of the band be eating prime rib and Dave's, you know, either eating pasta or a fish. You know, but yeah, I can remember that. Yeah.
0: Well, that's all right you know he's
2: better off <laughs> That's
0: i think sure. yeah definitely
2: exactly. fantastic
0: all right cool i mean is that you have anything else you want to add you want to wrap it up Ish, we're going kind of long
1: uh to wrap it up i don't know what i will say until uh you know we're in our cars and right on right the way it's home. always the way it's it always is. the way uh, yeah other than to say i will say this uh this has been a real fun evening, oh yeah, and uh, really fantastic, and I appreciate both of you for it, oh yeah, of course, of course, and co-
0: and like I always say to everybody, when you listen to this, you'll be like, why didn't I say x,
2: y, z, just come again, yeah, you know what I mean there's yep. we we'll do this until it's been a few years since you've been down here, Dave, so we gotta we we have to make that a little bit more frequent,
1: yeah, well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, you know what I, I think mean we I think we solved that one,
2: <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. it's funny dave calls me on the phone and and uh dave it's dave <laughs> oh boy <laughs> the other day <Dave. laughs> yeah the other day dave. dave
0: it's <laughs> not you yourself that's calling not very, in
1: your life that's not very specific yeah i know
2: i know and so you already got
1: uh, a couple of days your,
2: another one of your own yes exactly exactly you can go from there but yeah super super far uh, awesome well, David, thank you so much for coming down and, and uh, being part of the John Peckman podcast. Oh, fair, and, uh, it's we'll a get great this. place to be. <laughs> we'll <get this laughs> Absolutely. Up. We'll get this post-processed and uh, we'll get it up and uh, I'll send you the link, man. And great. And go from there. So, Yeah,
0: okay. Dave Stoltz, ladies and gentlemen. He was here. Thank you. Thank you. Let the record show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> John Peckman podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance. Portland, Connecticut. Over the bridge, start looking left. You know what I mean? Don't go up 66. Why why are you laughing? That's where we are. I don't know what else to tell you. Exactly it. Thanks for listening, kids. I appreciate it. See you next time. Dave Stoltz was in the house.
2: Hello.